sorry, for for listeners, um, if you hear it in the background, um, I am not going to go through and edit every single instance that this is obviously going to happen. But um, my wife and I adopted two cats today um, who are shut up in the room with me and coincidentally will not shut up. Kitty, what are you doing? My priority. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Jesus. Us. Oh my God. (laughs) Corey, we're going to cut to a break before I murder my new kitties. Hey everybody. Welcome back to Arcade Cozy, uh, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we are coming back at you once again, Corey, with my age this week. Um, we're <laughs> This is episode number 30. Um, three, 30, three, zero. zero, so old. Look at us. 30 is, yeah. 30 is a lot of episodes. I mean... 30 is um, a lot of episodes. I... Sorry, for for listeners of um Corey Corey's been warned about this, but listeners have not yet. Um if you hear it in the background, um I am not going to go through and edit every single instance that this is obviously going to happen, but um my wife and I adopted two cats today um who are Kitten. shut up in the room with me and coincidentally will not shut up. Um so they're running around the room. They're having the and, time of their life. That's what. Yeah, they're, they're having a blast. And um, so, if you hear that, if you hear falls and crashes and jingalingy lingies, um, that's them. So, um, but yeah, what was I saying, Corey? I don't know. Who even knows? Um, but this 30. is this is yeah. It's thirty. It's um, we're we're we've been doing it for a while. Um, yeah. Corey, yes. how's it? Yes, we have. <laughs> how's your uh, how's your week been? It's been uh, it's been a good week. This was my last full week doing like full time in the office. Oh, and nice. I partially remote next week, which I am pumped yeah. for. Um, then outside of that, it, I mean, it's just been good. A lot more Forbidden West. Been I played a little uh, Star Wars Battlefront two with a friend, and okay. nice. I saw. Bom, 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 the Batman last night. Is, and is that boy, the theme song? Is that how it goes? Is yeah. Bomb, 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 bomb. Every time he comes on screen. Something along those just, lines. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> a, a guy in the background just bomb, bomb. It's, bom, I'll have bom. more thoughts on it later. Yeah. One of my friends said it was a movie that was trying to be so dramatic. And I'm also like, yeah, the Batman's the most dramatic person there is. He's a rich billionaire who dresses up like a bat and runs around or drives around in this souped up car saying, yeah. I'm the Batman. Like, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Like it kind it's of, all drama. I love yeah. it. I mean, if any, if any superhero deserves like a soap of any sort or like a, like a Shakespearean adaptation. It's going to be Batman is the Batman. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. I'll give more thoughts later in my extra bits, but I'm excited about it. I, Boy. I haven't honestly it kind of slipped pa- right past me. That's the, I know I make this excuse a lot, but, um, having a toddler kind of does that to you. Like having a toddler yeah. makes you kind of forget about a lot of pop culture things, unless you were just like intimately aware of them. Like, 
moment to moment. Um, so honestly, like up until like a week ago, forgot that the Batman was even coming out. Um, was excited about it, but yep. I, I thought it was another like six months away. I had no clue that it was going to be like this quick, but I'm hearing good things. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. You should be, you should be, yeah. it will be, it's a good three hours. So. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. I'm only exaggerating a little bit. It's like two hours and 55 minutes. And oh God. I'll tell you. Yeah. Extra bits, extra bits. Yeah, yeah. We get Our theaters have the new reclining chairs, though, so that kind of makes it a little bit better. But it, they, yeah, those are nice. I say new, nice. like Alamo Draft. They've been there for a few years, fifteen now. years ago. <laughs> they're yeah. not new. Um, well, but they're new to us. Um, they just came. Yeah, and, they are. Uh, we're excited. But uh, today, Corey, we have a we have a relative. I was. It's action packed in the sense that we have a lot to talk about. It's also you know a continued update for anybody who's been listening in the last couple of weeks um more horizon forbidden west more elden ring it's all about it that's what we're talking about um but Corey, uh last week um right after we recorded almost as yeah. if it was intentional um some news dropped do you want to do you want to lead us in what what happened last week Corey, that is worth our attention I mean, what happened was our suspicions that Pokemon Legends Arceus being a giant tech demo was confirmed. That's what happened with the announcement yeah. of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which I would like to say, for the record, I am extremely, extremely pumped for. Mm-hmm. Huge Gen 9 coming in. I'm very excited. My previous yeah. statement was in slight jest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so well i mean i they pokemon company knows what they're doing whenever they like do oh, these yeah. kind of things and like throw that in at the end like it wasn't just about gen 9 like they talked about pokemon cafe and pokemon unite and mm-hmm. stuff but like they, i mean realistically the only thing people are taking away from this the fact yes. that yeah. a new pokemon generation is coming this fall that not only i mean it, it was very it was very obviously early footage like very oh um, yeah yeah i mean it's so i mean you didn't get like a great sense of how everything's gonna look but it looks vaguely like maybe i don't know like italian maybe like mediterranean um, i'm not sure if there's any spanish roots spanish okay from what i yeah from spain okay. Uh, yeah, from what I, I guess that makes it. sense. The the Fue Coco, Fui Fue Coco, one of the like, yeah, that's that makes sense. Some of the name, at least some of the names of the ones that we know, have some kind of Spanish tint to them. Um, yeah, and I okay. think it's, yeah, there they took one of the cathedrals. I can't remember. It's um, the famous one. I believe it's like nine spires. It has. It might be okay. less than that. It might be seven. Seven would make sense as it's considered. You know, um, yeah. but there's like they showed one of the images with the Pokeball in the center of essentially that cathedral remade within the game. And okay. I've seen this base is very heavily influenced um, okay. by Spain. Very so, nice. Which um, I am very much here for. Yeah, I'm I'm all about it. I like um, I like a lot of this. I mean, I know for international 
listeners and international players like it it may not seem so like interesting and exotic to kind of hit some of these european locales but like you know kalos had um what was it the gen six was like french inspired um last gen obviously was you know the uk um and with spanish kind of origins with this like it's you know it is something that's interesting to see for people on our end because like those aren't cultures that we're regularly involved with so it does it's interesting but the other big thing that um they kind of i mean essentially kind of stated straight out they they had some footage that hinted toward it and showed it um but what they said straight out is that it's open world adventure now like yes. to what extent mm. i mean like i think some of that phrasing was kind of used with sword and shield with the wild areas that it was like had open world elements um but so i don't you know you know talking about arceus is it fully in the same sense are there is it just like more of the wild area type areas and still some of like the narrow lanes, like, you know, to what extent? Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely does seem like what they were kind of laying the groundwork for with Arceus. They had every intention to start bringing into some of the mainline entries. Now I believe, um, they did come out and say that it was a seamless open world experience that they were bringing. Hold on. I'm pulling up the official okay. statement. Uh, well, these that would be nifty. Allowing you to explore freely in a richly, ex- richly expressed open world, various towns blend seamlessly into the wilderness with no borders, which gives me the idea of no longer is it going to be like, legends where you have like the five regions this is just one just big pop-up of an open world yeah um yeah. you'll be able to see the pokemon of this region in the skies and the seas and the forest on the streets everywhere you will be able to experience the true joy of the pokemon series battling against the wild pokemon in order to catch them now in an open world game that players of any age can enjoy very nice so love it gives me gives me hey here's our like Arceus was a tech demo of like, do people like this? Is this viable? And this is looking, okay, this is full realized. We have towns, we have cities. This is full breath of the wild now. Like you're yeah. going to stumble across small villages every which way there is. And I don't know. I'm very excited for it. Very optimistic. Give me Quaxley now. Give me that small little duck boy. Um, and let me go on an adventure with them. This was, this will be one of the first games where I see the water Pokemon. I'm like, I want them. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, and that's the thing, like I say, I said at the beginning, honestly, all three of them did kind of draw me in, which hasn't happened yes. in a while. I feel like, I mean, I, I'm trying to think back like last gen, um, I went with score bunny. Um, okay. But was really kind of between, him and Grookey, but Sobble had zero interest in, was just not here right. for. Um, and then go back, you know, the generation before that, what it, it was Rowlet and yeah, was it Litten? Is that the generation that Litten came out? Um, I, I think. think. So. And then it was Poplio, like, you know, and I wasn't like, I was super into Rowlet, but like the other two didn't really care for it. And like, it feels like it's been a while since there were like multiple starters that I was like, I'm mm-hmm. really 
here for any of them. And that's kind of where I am. Like, um, I, I could probably like Quaxley, I probably lean like toward the bottom of my list just because like he's a duck. Like he's, he's just a duck with a hat essentially. Yeah. He's <laughs> and, cool. He's, <laughs> but he drew the second. Swagger. Yeah. The, the second I saw Foy Coco, Fui Coco, however you're going to say it, like I, like he, I was ready to die for him. Like he, the apple was, he, you need to shut your mouth. <laughs> he was, he's precious and we love him here at Arcade Cozy. Um, mm, but I, yeah, I mean, there's, hush, nobody wants to hear your opinions. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will say I am upset that uh, Spriggy got Tito, Sprigatito. Yeah, Sprigatito. Sprigatito isn't getting a ton of love because it looks adorable, but I'm just sitting here like, what? Weed cat? Like, yeah, I get it. It, it, does have a, it does have a weed cat kind of vibe. And I think it's also like, I think there's also some trepidation because like, I mean, honestly, like out of some of the evolutions, I think Litten's like up to Incineroar was one of the better ones. But like... Yes. They, there are a, there's a history of starter Pokemon being just ruined by their third evolution. evolution. And yes, I think there's probably a little bit of worry that on Sprigatito, Sprigatito's side, yeah. like that, that could happen. And I mean, it could happen with any of them. Like who knows True. who, who even knows what's going to happen. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think there's probably some worry that it's just going to become some big, like, you know, like Incineroar, like some big just wrestler lion, you know, like instead yeah, of I hope something like Solgaleo like, or some like, you know, big, magnificent, you know, creature. Give me a saber tooth tiger with, um, gosh, uh, have you played D&D? I mean, I know you've played some D&D. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have sorry. I played D&D, Corey? No, it reminds me, uh, if they could turn it into, if anyone's played D&D, a Displacer Beast, if you know what that is, okay. it has like these odd tentacles like that, but make it Pokemon-like, huh. okay. and a Sabertooth Tiger, and I think that'd be a phenomenal final evo- evolution. It could be interesting. And, I mean, I think anything like having like a mane that's some sort of grass, like some thick, uh, like viney... You know, yes. some, something that like really, I mean, thinking of like Venusaur, for instance, where it's just like yeah. this bud that's like sprouting on its Goated. back and it's this berry, right? Like it's just this, or, um, Chikorita's final, uh, Meganium, like it, those yep. ones where they also really leaned goated. into the, yeah, they leaned nature. into that whole nature vibe. Yeah. Like, I think that would be, I think that's the way to go. Like lean into I it. Agree. Really just like let it happen. Let nature reclaim that kitty and go. Uh, um, honestly, Bulbasaur to Ivysaur to Venusaur is a elite. I mean, there's nostalgia there, but that is like yeah. top tier in terms oh, of yeah. like beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, the, I, there are so few that um, beat that out because uh, Charmeleon and War Turtle by comparison are, uh, Uggos and yes. um, Ivysaur and <laughs> Venusaur are, you know, really, really solid. I didn't see it whenever I was a kid. I used to just be like, ah, eh, Bulbasaur, who wants them? Like, 
That sucks. But now, <laughs> who, now who, who are you? Bulbasaur is goaded. Yeah, yeah. Bulbasaur. I mean, all three of all three of Gen One are goaded. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, all three of Gen Two are goaded. Yeah, yeah. Gen Two, Gen Three, less so. I'm honestly pretty partial yeah. to Gen Four. I like I like a lot of their stuff going on. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. But well, the yeah, that's the that's the exciting thing. We'll um find out more. I mean, it's a drip I'm, feed has, Pokemon. They just they really roll it out slowly, so it's um they do. But I mean, we're looking looking back on twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. I don't mm. say it was like a dry period for games, but it was pretty dry. It was light, yeah. you know, yeah. and yeah. for understandable reasons. But now Nintendo's come out and hit us with a 2022 to be forever remembered. Oh yeah. Then we have, I mean, we've had two of game of the year contenders already come and go with forbidden West and Elden ring. Mm-hmm. There's still talks of potential God of war Ragnarok down the line this year. I do yeah. think with the Pokemon announcement, breath of the wild two is being pushed to next year. And I do think that's a Switch Pro, like launch, release, all that in the same yeah, bundle. That's what I would guess too. But that being said, 2022 is shaping up to be the best year in gaming, period. Yeah. I mean, it's, it could be extremely, extremely good. And I mean, even for Nintendo, they've had like a, you know, not stellar last couple of years but um i mean even barring breath of the wild 2 like with arceus and with splatoon 3 and a new pokemon and um you know just the stuff i mean potentially like i know it's more underrated but like triangle strategy and some of the you know the new kirby game that's coming out and um switch sports yeah uh xenoblade chronicles 3 uh i mean the list keeps going it's, yeah, and you're looking at it, it's just a, like, it's heavy hitters, like, yeah. month after month. That's not even talking about um, Forspoken that's coming as well. Yeah. Uh, Teeny Tiny Wonderland. Teeny um, Tiny's. We love her. Gosh, there's something coming in June or July on PlayStation slash Xbox that yeah. I can't remember. There's, there's Ghostwire Tokyo's coming out. There Ghostwire is... Tokyo. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It escapes me. My mind is so it's wrapped great. up in yeah. My mind has been so wrapped up in like Elden Ring and now new Pokemon. <laughs> just yeah. where my head is right now. No, um, which, know, speaking of Corey, let's talk about Elden Ring. Let's uh, hit me. With let's go all of your Elden Ring glory. So have you? Um, so still no Elden Ring on your end. Still digging in no. on the Forbidden West. This yeah. This is so. This is random so i have elden ring i pre-ordered it oh, do you? i ordered okay. the steel bookcase mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i pre-ordered the steel bookcase last friday i get elden ring in a regular case i'm like well i feel gypped you know <laughs> what, what the heck's going on so i go and check my shipment and it showed two packages were sent yep. the other one's still waiting to be shipped it got here today of my steel bookcase with no disc, no nothing. It's just the steel bookcase, yeah. though. And I'm like, yeah. what is the point of sending? This is first world problems. There are so many things not to complain about. 
in this, but it's just I'm I'm not really complaining as much as I'm just confused. Why send me Elden Ring in a regular case and then send a steel bookcase a week? Like yeah. make it. Did make you get sense. it from? Did you get it from Best Buy? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, no, yeah. that was probably that's, my first mistake. Um, they. I mean, that, that's how my Elden Ring came to. I got the steel book and um, they, I, I ended up picking up, like I did a um, curbside pickup for right. the Elden Ring copy and the steel book was then shipped to me. So I got the steel book in the mail a couple of days later. That also happened with Deathloop, I think. Um, okay. I don't know why. Specific, I think it's just because, because like you can go to Best Buy and they have a section that is like just you can buy these steel books of these games for 10 bucks like and they're just like they're not there's no game it's just do you want a steel book of cyberpunk 2077 here here it is like a you little. can buy it for um okay. which is kind of neat like they don't have like a yeah. huge selection but they have like a couple a of selection. them um yeah and so i think that's kind of the thing is like they have kind of they might have like an exclusive line of steel books that they just kind of like keep on hand for that purpose and then if you pre-order mm-hmm. a certain way they'll just send it out for free even though they're not okay. like actually packaging it in there i don't know it's weird um but yeah i have um that's the thing with death loop and elden ring now is that i have the regular case and the steel book case and I don't know. again, like you said, first world problems is just weird. It's just, yeah. I don't, who knows why it happens. It's all good. Um, but anyway, yeah, so you have Elden Ring, but haven't, haven't opened it. Haven't touched it. I've been okay. all over Forbidden West and nothing's just escaping that yeah. Yeah. central focus. I get it. I get it. Makes sense. Um, so I am at this point south, just south of like 20 hours in. Um, for people who have played the game, um, I am like in the approach to Raya Lucaria, um, which is like a magic academy in, um, it's supposed to be one of like the big dungeons, um, but it's like a magic academy that's kind of like, that's supposed to be kind of how it's set up, um, is that this is where all the sorcerers train um but i'm kind of like in the approach to that it's like way high on this mountain over or like this plateau that's overlooking a huge body of water so you kind of have to like it kind of takes a minute to figure out how to actually like get there um but that's where i'm on my way to i have um beaten one of the like main core bosses um okay. there are you know for anybody that we kind of broke this down last week but like you know there are they're supposed to be i think like five core bosses in the thing that are like the holders of the pieces of the elden ring that you need to get to become the elden lord um i've defeated one of them um okay and then was that i'm on my way god godric godric the grafted is godric. what he's called okay. um yeah, he's a he is a creepy uh MFer. Um he's got a he's got his whole that. he's got a whole thing. Um uh, <laughs> but Okay. Yeah. I'm um I and I have like I have kind of bounced around a number of areas like um you know, there have gone you know 
as far south as I can go. I've gone like basically as far east as I can go before I'm starting to get like one shotted. Um, Ray mm. Lucaria is kind of is kind of to the north, so I'm kind of heading that direction now, and I've kind of been like sweeping out and kind of just finding like kind of going and kind of seeing new areas and bouncing around a little bit. Um, but I, I mean, legitimately, legitimately just love the game. Like it gives me, I know it's kind of like, it's a disservice to the game or to any game really to just sit here and be like, this is how much like breath of the wild it is. Um, but like breath of the wild as of last week came out or as of earlier this week, as of yesterday, I don't know. Um, came out five years ago. Like it's, you know, it is, but even still has this, like has this legacy of like, this was, this was like this pinnacle of open world. And I think it's so much to do with how just rewarding it is to have that exploration. And I heard somebody talking about this with, with like open world fatigue and things like that is like a lot of it just comes from the fact that like, so many games feel the need to just make their world bigger. Like they have this sense that like, okay, if I make this world and it's beautiful and there's engaging stuff to look at, then that'll be enough. And if like I can put a main quest here and a main quest way over there and a main quest back over here and you're getting to travel through all of this, that that'll be worth it. That'll be fine. And I think for a long time it kind of was but nowadays, like we're so used to these big, beautiful open worlds that the like idea of just journeying for five minutes, like having to ride your mount for five minutes from one quest marker to another, isn't really super engaging anymore because you're not just mm-hmm. wowed by the environment. And we want stuff that's actively like engaging us along the way. And we don't necessarily want to just like bounce over here, bounce over here, bounce over here. We want it to be like an engaging journey throughout. And I think that that's what Breath of the Wild really did well because it was a thing where for me, it was like, I didn't have this like specific quest I wanted to go see. I didn't have this one specific thing I wanted to do. It was just, I want to go over here. I want to see what's over here. And then when I did, I felt rewarded for it. Like I wasn't just going over here to see this mountain. I was going over here and I'd climb the mountain. Then, hey, look, here's this thing. Who even knew? And sometimes it was like something small, like a Korok seed. And sometimes it was like who, like the best piece of armor you had found so far. Like you know, and Elden Ring has that in spades, where it's very much like I'll look at the map, I'll unlock, like I'll find because like you'll enter a new area and it'll just be the map will just be grayed out. You can't see anything. You don't know where you're going. Um, And somewhere in there is like a map fragment. You can go find the map fragment and it'll kind of open things up. And whenever I'd go in, like I'm like, I find a map fragment, I see everything open up and it's like, there are no markers. There's nothing in there that's saying like, here's a dude over here who wants you to go find his cat. And um, he's going to give you like, this many runes and he's going to like, you know, give you this weapon and he's going to do this thing and he's going to whatever, like there's none of that, but I'm going through and I'm finding like, I'm just finding things. I'm seeing like this mountain that I'm just seeing like the topography. I'm like, Oh, that thing, like it, 
that path is like winding really weird down the side of that mountain. And like, there's, there's something's there. I know something's there. Like I'm going to go find it. And then you go find it. And then you find like a door in the edge of a cliff and you find like an optional dungeon. You go down and it's like caves and ice and you know, all this kind of stuff. And like, you know, yeah. you're down there for an hour and a half and whatever. And it's like, there's so much reward for just being in the world. Like, and that's the thing that I'm loving about it is I'm going through and, you know, if I have 15 minutes, like last night we had a bunch of like home projects that we're doing and all this kind of stuff. I can go like I can boot it up for 15 minutes and feel like I did something like in that 15 minutes that I booted it up last night. It was like, okay. I beat a small world boss and I found a passage down this thing and found a really cool item and like did a couple of things that like felt like accomplishments and then put it down. Whereas had I, as much as I enjoyed Assassin's Creed Valhalla, had I booted up Assassin's Creed Valhalla for 15 minutes, I would have ridden a horse from one town to like halfway to another town. Like I wouldn't, (laughs) I wouldn't have had anything really going on and it's and it's not necessarily i don't even really knock open world games for doing that because it's just the way that it's been for so long like that's just the way that we've done things is we've gotten very used to we're going to make it bigger and bigger and bigger and we're going to fill Mm -hmm. it with the same amount of content like we're going to do okay here's you know, here's the same side quest. Here's the same kind of stuff. And we'll copy this thing. And here's a fort and here's this other, like whatever we're going to just like, but it's just going to get spread out a little bit more. Or if we kind of give you like a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of stuff, even if it's not really fun or engaging, you'll still like, you'll want to be in it. You'll want to be in this world for 500 hours, whatever. And the reality, I mean, maybe, maybe plenty of people are, but I'm not so much anymore. Like, and I think breath of the wild really did that to me where I wanted, like I want from my open world games, that sense of adventure and that sense of exploration right. and that sense that I could come over a hill and anything could happen. Not just like, okay, you told me there's a side quest over here and you told me I'm going to get this thing. And you told me it's going to be like this much XP and whatever. It's like, I could come over this hill and I could find, I have as much chance of finding like a legendary weapon that shoots laser beams out of it as I could like some 40 foot wolf that's going to like fucking yeet me off the cliff. Like it's there, there's a sense of wonder in just like yeah. being a part of that and existing. And like, that's what I'm enjoying the most about playing it right now is just how good it is like how good it is to play the game and how like you know it feels like a dark souls game inside like godric's castle for instance it it is a it is a whole ass dark souls dungeon like start to finish just feels like you're playing dark souls and then you get done you walk through like you beat them you walk out the other side and now you're just riding your horse down a cliff and you're over here. Like, it's just, it's so seamless how all of these parts work together. And in a way, like I really hope breath of the wild two takes 
these kind of cues because it's like had Breath of the Wild, the original Breath of the Wild, instead of like the Divine Beast, had they been like Ocarina of Time style dungeons where it was like, here are, you know, here, here are these huge multi-level dungeons, all this kind of stuff but kept all of the shrines and all of the puzzles and like that would have felt very much like what Elden Ring is like in that sense, like Elden Ring feels like it's just taking rather than making like, okay, so this whole thing and we're adapting this formula to an open world. It very much feels like, okay, what if all of these dungeons, like these huge dark souls dungeons, but instead of them being like, you walk across a cliffside and you go through a cave to get over here. It's like, here's a big plateau. Here's a big field. Go do something else. Go right off into the sunset <laughs> and find the other place. Um, but I mean, I know, I know a lot of that is very much rambly. <laughs> I know a lot of it's no, me just saying you're a lot good. of things. Um, but it's, I mean, legitimately is one of the best games that I've played because it just feels like, it doesn't, it does not make any concessions. Like it's not like a worse dark souls. It's not like it feels like dark souls. It plays like dark souls. It's as good as any dark souls in the way that it plays and has as many customization options, if not more that you can go into, whether you want to be a magic user or go ranged into a bow or use knives or, you know, whatever, like you can do what you want. Plus, has horse combat, has mini dungeons, has world bosses, has all of this stuff that is just packed on top of it. And it feels great. Like it doesn't feel like it skips a beat. You know, the only thing like, which I mean, isn't like other Dark Souls games are like this. The only thing that seems somewhat like a knock is the fact that like frame rate is a little inconsistent. Like it's not a consistent 60 frames or, you know, anything like that. Um, But beyond that, I mean, it's just, good it feels good and i'm liking a lot um so yeah i i love it i am nowhere near done (laughs) with it no um because i think i think i could be wrong i don't know but raya lucaria again it, it doesn't really spoil anything for anybody um but i think raya lucaria where i'm coming up to is essentially like the second uh big major yep. dungeon boss person. Um, so I still have a long way to go. Um, I'm yeah. not, not anywhere close. Um, so, but I like, I feel comfortable with it being like, okay, this, this is a game that I pick at for like a couple of months. Like that's, yeah, that's something that I feel comfortable with. Um, which also I don't necessarily say about a lot of games, a lot of games. I'm just like, all right, I'm, I'm 10 hours in, can't wait to hit 40. Can't wait to see the credits roll right. on this thing and get out of here. Kitty, what are you doing? Just all up in my computer. <laughs> um, just weird. <laughs> yeah, just all well, up no, on my keyboard. No, no but with Elden Ring, that, that is good. I am glad you are finding a lot of joy in it. I'm glad you're having a lot of fun. Everything you're saying lines up with everything I've read and what my other friends who have been playing it are saying is just that Elden Ring whips ass. It is oh, yeah. incredible. People are like, wow, it sucks that the game of the year came out in February of 2022. Yeah. And 
you know, I'm I'm seeing nothing but hype, nothing but also nothing but like, hey, this is a Dark Souls game. Don't let people like fool you. This is very much a Dark Souls game. Oh yeah. So, but at the same time, it's just like it offers such a level of freedom that Dark Souls has never offered before, <clears throat> and such a level of freedom that even most games now don't offer. And yeah, I'm very very excited to get to it. Um, once I wrap uh, Forbidden West, but you know, the more hype I'm hearing, like the more anticipation is building for me. Yeah, yeah, and it does. And I saw somebody mention this, like you know, what, what other like potential best game of all time is going to come out whenever Horizon Three comes out, GTA like a week 6. after Horizon Three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because that that has been the like the short straw that horizons drawn has been horizon zero dawn birth of the wild a few weeks later and to horizon to forbidden fair, west for, elden ring and to, to be fair to forbidden west elden ring was supposed to come out on january 1st that is true and then got yeah. pushed back yeah um but yeah it is a and it i mean it doesn't take anything away from the horizon games like they're fully like deserve the attention, but it it does suck for them to have that happen multiple times where it just like it's getting just overshadowed. Like it's the talk for like a couple of days and then it gets overshadowed like halfway through the next week when embargo drops on some other massive game that redefines a decade. And, and it's one of those things where it's like, wow, like that really sucks for them. But also Zero Dawn sold like 20 million copies. And yeah, yeah, I mean, Elden Ring has tons of hype, but at the same time, like you're seeing it mainly out of the core gaming community who have embraced the Souls genre. I mean, this isn't me trying to, you know, hate on Elden Ring or be a homer for Forbidden West or anything like this. This is very much just like, yes, Elden Ring is dominating the conversation, but don't let that fool you into thinking Forbidden West isn't going to go out and sell millions and millions of copies. They're doing just yeah. fine. They yeah. have their own corner of the market where people are still playing. There's plenty of people who see, oh, Elden Ring's great. Oh, that's a Souls game? I'm not touching it. Like There is a majority of people who still fall into that. Um, so while it does suck for them, let's not get to get our what's the phrase our panties in a twist about it like they're doing just fine like i said i'm enjoying it there's plenty of people still enjoying it and elden ring is very much like probably going to be game of the year but Mm -hmm. let's not focus too much on like oh this is bad timing they'll still sell like 20 million copies of forbidden west yeah i mean aloy became i mean it's difficult to become like an iconic figure of like a console, you know, like, um, I mean, with Nintendo, I feel like some of the last ones to do that were the Inklings with Splatoon, right? Like, um, and Aloy very much kind of became this, like, this is a Sony, like this is a Sony mascot character, like not in the sense of like, it's Crash Bandicoot, but in the sense that it's like, this is an iconic figure who's going to be the face of PlayStation. And that's not, I mean, she wouldn't be if the game, if that series weren't doing well and had plenty of love. So no, I mean, it doesn't detract from that. It just, it's a shame for a series like that to, to hit that barrier multiple times. (laughs) Yeah. And again, to be heard of them, they had no, I mean, 
Zelda is always a big release, but they had no idea yeah. that Breath of the Wild was going to be this transcendent moment in gaming. Yeah. And then, to be fair to them, they probably planned well in terms of Elden Ring. No one knew Elden Ring was going to even exist till last summer. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's oh, yeah. coming January yeah. 1st. And Horizon's like, okay, we're safe then. And they're like, gotcha. What's your release date? <laughs> Bet. Bet. We know, we know how this works. Yep. <laughs> Roll the tape, people. Oh my god, these how. cats. <laughs> hey man. Sorry. <laughs> get, get used to it, dude. They are um, crazy. No, I I grew up with cats. I um yeah. I'm very much used to cats, but these these cats are driving me crazy in here. They're they're, they're embracing their new home. Yeah, no, they're they're just trying to figure it out. They're trying to find their way, but um but yeah, Corey, um segueing right into Right into Horizon. Um, any new thoughts about Forbidden West? You still still enjoying it? Any sort of new yeah. revelations you've had? Nothing too much. Um, I've wrapped up. I and so I'm at like 30 hours into the game. I think you know, in terms of main quest, I did this without spoiling anything. I'm like, how many main quests are there? And I think I only have like five left if I counted it right, maybe six. Um, okay, I've just been digging the side content so much and so much of the exploration that like the main quests are like never really my priority. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no. And no, they're just... fine. <laughs> uh. Tasmanian <laughs> devils you got there. No yeah. cats. No, you go ahead. It, it's very good. I will say I just wrapped up um, without spoiling it there, you have to go into the desert and like the desert desert for a bit of what is like old Las Vegas. And you stumble mm-hmm. on a way to turn to essentially turn the lights back on. And it is jaw dropping like the scene okay. of the desert now. And it just stays that way of how you roam across it. And it is, it's incredible. It's one of those moments of like, Oh Wow kind of a thing where okay. you're just kind of like wow. looking at it for a bit. Um, so that happened to me last night, the night before. Oh, it is good. I'm now finally pushing my way though to like San Francisco and the beach. And it, yeah, again, best looking game on PS5. I'm having a ton, a ton of fun with it. Um, combat is incredible. The new weapons are incredible. Like there's different the skill, sorry, now I'm getting caught up. The skill tree no, is getting able to do unlocking these like special moves throughout to like essentially make your stamina and like the combat like so much quicker is incredible to pull off. As I'm running, I pull up my trip caster, launch it to where I don't have to like do a like set it up. I can just quick fire it and immediately like trip an enemy and then take a spear. That's going to grind their like, like machine parts off by just throwing it there at it, and then just lining up my shots and like picking off like the others that are like running around while this one is downed is incredible to pull off in the moments of just like instead of there's moments where I'm like this is full on Monster Hunter I'm going to set my traps like game plan like my route of how I'm going to take this bad boy down. But then mm-hmm. there's also these incredible moments on the fly of just like putting things together of like, okay, I'm going to like 
bounce this bomb here. It's going to stay. It's going to explode in the moment. I'm going to leap, use my like pull caster to fly me up onto this ridge. And then I'm going to shoot a sonic arrow into the ground to cause an explosion. And it's just being able to pull off these like quick time, not quick time events, but just like this quick time action in the middle of combat, just like trying to be as creative as I can is very satisfying to pull off. And not that really frustrating when I don't pull it off. It's just like, okay, like it didn't work. Like that's fine. Like I still can like stay on my feet. I keep trying different things to like wrap up this encounter. And it's incredibly fun. And I am still loving it. I'm getting to the point where there is so much talk on Elden Ring. Not that I don't want to be left behind in it, but there's, I feel like, so much like community going on with like conversations of the game of like, hey, did you see this? Where's this? Here's like what like I'm finding here that I'm like wanting to dig into that. But I'm gonna ride Forbidden West out. I've wrapped up a majority of the side quests I've come across. I'm going to start digging back into the main quest and we'll see where that leads. It could open okay. up a whole nother thing where like they bring in new characters and like open up more of the story that I'll dive into, but we'll see. I don't know. This might be a game I play for 50, 60 hours. I have no clue. I'm loving it though. A whole lot. I love it. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely, I've, I've just kind of reckoned with the fact at this point that like, it's probably the closest I'll ever get to loving a monster hunter game because I monster hunter has never clicked for me. Um, right. and I, you know, and maybe I haven't given it much of a chance. I don't know, but, um, anytime I've tried it never really worked, but yeah, horizon feels like the experience that I would want to have from a monster hunter game. And for all the good reasons, like it does really, I like the strategic setup that you have to do in, you know, playing that game and really kind of like entering basic combat encounters. Um, so I'm very like my, my horizon zero dawn playthrough, even though I just bulldozed my way through it, um, really hyped me up to actually like, get back into it again. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it whenever I finally get the chance. I think you'll really dig it. Uh, from what I'm seeing of it compared to Elden Ring, it's not, it doesn't, it does and doesn't have that freedom that Elden Ring offers. But I think in terms of it's like side, con- like side quests, like it's supporting cast and characters, like the decisions you get to make, it gives me, strong like witcher three vibes and okay. that the main quest itself can kind of get a little like uneven in spots a little confusing but the surrounding world that's there and like everything else that you're able to do just makes it an elite elite game and i, I think you'll dig it once you get into it okay very nice so, i'm excited about yeah. it um yeah anything else no, nothing, nothing else too much in terms of the gaming um, for this week. And, you know, this will be, I mean, we kind of said it, we're going to be talking Elden Ring and Forbidden West for probably a while. But I hopefully um, will be getting Triangle Strategy um, this weekend. And that is a game that I will absolutely be looking to play um, in my <laughs> whatever spare time I have outside of Forbidden West. That is a game I'm going to be looking to play. 
and I'm very, very excited to dig into that because it has some pretty positive reviews so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some like critiques on its um, narrative structure, but that has not deterred me yet. Yeah, I'm um, I'm very excited for it too. I did pick up a copy, but I have not played it. Um, yeah, listeners, the plan is for next week um, we'll have some. Not complete thoughts, but we'll have some relatively, hopefully, early thoughts thoughts on Triangle Strategy. Um, But yeah, Corey, um, Jesus, oh my God, (laughs) Corey, we're going to cut to a break before I murder my new kitties. Um, When we come back, we'll talk extra bits, Corey. Uh, We'll be back after this. All righty, we're back. Uh, Corey, you wanted to talk about the Batman? How's the Batman? Man, the Batman is so, so good. I, it, so this is um, Robert Pattinson's Batman. And this is a very new, fresh take on the Batman genre, mythos, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I loved it. This felt, I've seen a lot of people describe it this way, and I would agree of that. This felt like the first time you stepped into Gotham and Gotham okay. felt like a sleazed slime ball of a city. You're like, okay. you're watching this like, why would anyone ever live here? Kind of a thing just throughout the movie. I'm like, this place is gross. Like it, it felt so lived in though like there was no origin stories it's like yeah batman's been doing this for two years like the penguins established um catwoman and selena kyle she's introduced but it's certainly it's like not an origin story for her it's just picking up like along the way of what she's been doing this is like a world that's been fully lived in fully operating it and you're just being kind of tossed into a moment within it and that moment is the Riddler um, enacting his plan. And I will say the, how the movie opens up, I'm like, oh, this is we're going to see the Waynes die. It, sh- it opens up yeah. on a yeah. political figure. And, it, and I'm like, OK, this is like here. Here's where I'm going to go. Nope. it is the Riddler is the opening scene. And it is honestly. Very disturbing. And, Okay. Wow. This is. Have you seen the movie Seven? I I am familiar. I have never seen it, but I'm intimately familiar with what happens in the movie Seven. Okay. So, in listeners, if you've um, if you know it's if you've seen the movie Seven or um, you understand what it is, it is very much in that genre. This is a like noir detective story and it is a very like disturbing like string of murder mysteries that interesting is like and it's a very much cat and mouse game throughout of like the riddler's always two three steps ahead and he's just writing to the batman which is so okay. interesting because all because at, at each scene Sorry, this we're getting into spoilers, just light, light spoilers, but it's it's him writing to the Batman, all the crime scenes, all the murders. But the Batman, like, 
Bruce Wayne doesn't go by Batman. He goes by Vengeance. Like, there's that okay. line in the trailer where he's like, I am Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guess what? Everyone calls him Vengeance. Everyone. Like Commissioner that Gordon, sucks. Selena Kyle. <laughs> it does and it doesn't. It, there, there's a payoff for it in the end. Where you're okay. Like, mm. it, like, it, it pays itself off, in my opinion. But yeah, throughout, they're like, what's up, Vengeance? And it's like, you're, you're getting really popular. And it's just one of those things of like, he calls himself that. But he's also like every occasionally people will be like, that's that's the Batman kind of a thing. And if I can't even begin to describe the feeling of it where this isn't like Christian Bale's Batman, where it's like ridiculously like amounts of billionaire money. And you're like, okay, yeah, this is R&D. This is all like random specs of like random inventions that are being built for the military. This feels like a Batman that's so much more grounded than it's ever been. This it very much feels like a dude who learned how to fight, tossed on a bunch of combat gear, and started running around beating the shit out of people. That's what this Batman feels like. Okay. Uh, like that's the best way I can describe it. And it, I mean the fight scenes are brutal. He is just merciless with he doesn't kill people. But I'm sitting here like there's no way that person survives like their trip to the hospital. Like they're brain trauma is far too much <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> like it is oh, brutal. goodness but again the combat is few and far between it is still very much a detective story it is the world's greatest detective trying to catch up to the riddler and figure out what's going on and you see like moments of banter and like quick wit on his end of trying to figure it out trying to stay in line with the riddler's thinking and it's it's a two hour and 55 minute movie. The first two hours is just like full on like crime solving. There's combat combat. I mean, there's like action sequences, fights, the chase sequence that you've seen in the trailer lives up to the hype. Um, okay. The, the score is phenomenal. And for that, for that specific sequence, I went and uh, listened to the score today and the title of that scene is Highway to the Anger Zone, and it is very fitting. The Batmobile looks like just a big muscled up, like just a big muscle car, and it is, but it is genuinely the most terrifying Batmobile that has been shown on okay. like the Batman big screen. Oh, it is. You're sitting here it's like, like a horror movie at this it, point. It's not, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not horror. And it's not like a scary movie, but it is very much in that ballpark of that genre. Like it's unsettling. Okay. The Riddler is extremely disturbing. And it feels like if there was someone that psychotic, but also like that intelligent, this feels like a very real, a real world version of what this would be. And it touches on some like current social issues that I think are very relevant, but it's not like overdone a ton it's just like no that makes sense of like how they're choosing to portray this yeah my biggest issue with the movie is that it realizes is that it it is a superhero movie and the last hour okay. it goes from this like very dark gritty almost character study into like oh wait Batman's a superhero let's let him have his superhero moment and while it's yeah. still very exciting it's a lot of fun it loses that edge. Um, okay. I saw this movie. I saw the movie with my brother, and he was like, "It would be impossible for any movie to hold the suspense 
and the attention for as good and as well as long as it did. And there have the a truly satisfying payoff. And I agree. Yeah. Because it it just walks that razor's edge for two hours and it has its like ta-da moment. Here it mm. is. And it's Batman going to save the day. And it's done very well, but it's like all the everything that's built up is just kind of doesn't release with a bang. It just yeah. kind of like simmers yeah. out to where like you're like <sighs> yeah. kind of a thing. Um but that being said I need a sequel. I want to yeah. see it. Um, I want to see more of Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne because there's maybe 15 minutes of Bruce Wayne in this movie. Okay. It is him in the <laughs> it, it is him in the suit. You follow him in the suit pretty much the whole movie, which is I think is okay. great. It's one that was one, like in the Dark Knight trilogy. You know, you have scenes going on with like other characters and kind of like yeah. the foundation. You are pretty much like beat for beat with the Batman the whole time. And yeah, I think it's a must see. It feels like the first time that Batman's decided to be like, no, we're making like a movie. Like this is, it sounds so douchey and pretentious. It's like that we're making film. This, this is like cinema kind of a thing. Oh, it sounds disgusting to say. Um, I mean, it seems like it. It definitely seems, seems like that is the, auteurs batman very yeah very much is and <laughs> i mean i loved it. it it was good it is very 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 good i highly recommend i will go see this again and i will go with yeah. you chris yeah you and i you and i might need to go see it because i i mean i'm i do want to see it regardless like i said it it completely slipped by me that it was even coming out but um yeah, I'm I'm very excited for it. I like I don't hold any sort of I I was one of those people like Twilight movies came out whenever I was in middle school, high school ish. Um, and I mean, normal like any guy during that period was like pretty anti Twilight. It was just kind of like yeah. it was our brand. It's what we did. Um, yep. And yeah, like I wasn't super hot on Robert Pattinson and a lot of that kind of stuff at the time. Um, but he's like shown himself over like a number of years of being like a really good actor. Like he, he has a lot of range. He can do a lot of good stuff. Um, so I was only excited to hear that he was going to be in a Batman film and that he was going to be kind of like trying his, trying his you know whatever his yeah. his he was shot, great in tenet. His, you know I, I i loved him in tenet i thought he carried the show um okay. along with um washington oh i feel yeah. bad for forgetting his first name um is it, i'm gonna is it john it is it john mm. it's not is it i, I want to say john david is that wrong <laughs> um i let's see you are absolutely right, John David Washington. What? What? How did I know Look that? Oh my god! <laughs> Look at you. But yeah, I mean, both of them were incredible in Tenet. But that was—I think that was the first time I've seen Robert Pattinson in a movie. Now, I never seen, I haven't seen any of the Twilights, but um, okay. I think the only other thing I'd seen him in was uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, where he was Cedric yeah. Diggory. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never held anything against him. It was just I haven't seen the. I do want to see the lighthouse. Um, yeah, the the lighthouse is what I've heard is like really incredible. Um, yeah, 
Um, Which is also kind of, from what I've heard, basically kind of a horror movie. <laughs> that is a horror movie from everything I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he crushes it as the Batman. As Bruce Wayne, like, it's a very moody and a very young mm-hmm. um, adaptation of him. And I think it's, like, serviceable, passable. He has, like, he does have a strong, like, moment with Alfred. Um, but so much movies just him as Batman. And it very much feels like this is early on Batman filled with like lots of anger, lots of rage. And that's all he is, is quote okay. unquote, vengeance. Like he doesn't know how to yep. be a Bruce Wayne. All he yep. knows is the night. Yeah. Um, gosh, it's good. It is good. It is I'm also excited about it. Just hard. If that makes sense. It, <laughs> that doesn't make sense, but it's just like, they should Ex- the expand. Sit. Well, they showed like the bat signal, and it's just like you know that light goes up and people see um, hope, but I see it as a warning. It's fear. Fear is a tool. I'm like, <laughs> you're just kind of like, what? <laughs> but then, then it has like this moment where he just rocks the shit out of dudes. You're like, okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. You're, you're right. All right. Split between what the fuck is this, and also like, oh, yeah. yeah, I vibe with this. <laughs> That is is one hundred percent of just kind of like you kind of have your head cocked like <laughs> so this is the route we're taking and so then you're like oh this is the route we're taking I'm in I am I in. mean at the end of the I mean at the end of the day if you read a literary novel it's the same thing it's like what what the fuck am I actually reading and then you get to the end and you're yeah. like that was that was the best thing I've ever read. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what this is. This is my favorite adaptation of the Batman. Like, I loved Bale's uh, trilogy. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. But this was so good. It, uh, it, I can't describe just like my f- like full emotions of it. I don't know. I love the theater being like, I want to see, I need to see this a second time. Okay. Nice. So, I love it. If not a good deal. Yeah. yeah. about it. Arcade Looking man. forward to it. Coming with games um, and the Batman. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have much of it. God, I mean, what what did I talk? I talked about New Girl last week, I think. <laughs> um, yeah. um, the only other thing that I've like kind of been kind of been working through like i i would like to really watch a ton more of but my wife is not an anime person so i watch like an episode every week basically um tokyo revengers i have you are you familiar with this at all no okay um i so from the from the outset let me let me frame this um used to be like there was a period when in like college when i was peak anime like i just i watched everything as it was hitting like just i was keeping up with like release schedules and all this kind of stuff was just super into it um and that's kind of dwindled away um and i love her to death but i blame my wife because she hates it um but <laughs> the um she's she's within earshot she can hear me um she knows um but it's um yeah tokyo revengers i remember hearing like really interesting things about um and i, th- I think it's kind of split like some people are like ah this is just like 
this is whatever. And some people were like, ah, this is like the second coming. It's, it's amazing. But, um, I've been watching it and it's really, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like it's a, um, it's, it's basically like revolves around these middle school gangs, essentially. Like there's a guy who's like 26 and he's kind of like, okay. He kind of just lives like his head is back in high school, middle school. And he finds out that, like his old middle school girlfriend and that girlfriend's brother died recently as like collateral um, damage in some like gang dispute. Um, he's kind of, bro- he's brokenhearted about it. Um, and then he it incidentally gets like pushed in front of a, the like speeding train and oh. tell like, transports back to whenever he was a middle schooler again. Um, and essentially kind of like the entire arc of the, the show, at least to this point that I'm at is like them kind of bouncing back and forth. Cause he can like under specific circumstances that aren't really like explained because it's an anime. Um, he can kind of like come back and forth and see the changes that he's actively making. So, I mean like he does something in the past that like changes this, he's being able to actually see it affect things in the future. Um, but it's kind of like this back and forth thing. And it's just like, it seems very, it's very suspend your like suspension yeah. of like, you know, you have to, you have to really kind of like leave your head at the door because it is this thing where it's like, it's supposed to be 12 year olds who are like knife right. fighting in a skateboard, like half pipe or something. Like it's, I mean, yeah. it's very much like, you know, I mean, the usual, well, I mean, stuff that like, like it's not, not like it doesn't happen potentially. Oh, I mean, I was in middle no. school. I saw I saw kids getting like curb stomped outside of my like math window. <laughs> but, yes. um, but yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's very much this. It's it's kind of a strange premise, but it's just like it's interesting. Like I don't know. It it reminds me of um, if you ever saw Erased, which I know like there would probably be people that are like screaming at me because erased, I think was like highly regarded as like going back to the auteur kind of comparison, like probably like the one of the cinematic, like kind of like pinnacles of anime. Like it was this really like perfect story, but it has to do a lot with that is like a, an older character who is going back in time to solve the murder of a friend from that era, like trying to figure this out. Um, and it reminds me a lot of that. I liked erased a lot and I liked this whole kind of, I like the, I like the conceit. I like sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes I like that whole like anime-ness about things. You know, sometimes I feel like there was a, there was a time in my life where I was studying literature and I was so in on like, that like i said the literary side of things like this is stuff that's supposed to be examining all of these like very specific human emotions and ways of being and we're using like it's very metaphorical and if it's not metaphorical it's got to be very just like believable like it's got to be all this kind of stuff and it's like sometimes like the goofy assness of anime sometimes it's just kind of nice like sometimes yeah. i want to go in and be like i don't know why the hell this guy just like Freaking 
teleported back to whenever he's 12 years old and why can he do it again? And why is he doing yeah. it back and forth? Like what's, what's the point? Of, like, why is this happening What's going on here? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the, what the community writ large and the, the anime folk like are yeah. super into about it. Um, but I'm enjoying it. Um, <clears throat> Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Um, I yes. have not watched the second season of, but really enjoyed the first season. I feel like at this point I'm just listing animes. Um, yeah. <laughs> that one's also really good. Um, yeah. have you guys heard of Cowboy Bebop? That also Bebop. exists. Um, yeah, Bebop. that, that happens once. No, I'm, I am, I would like to get back, back into anime a little bit more. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, it's. It's just one of those things when you got, when you're trying to play games and you're trying to read books and you're trying to like watch Take movies and you're trying, like, you, there's only so much time. Race kittens. Yeah. yeah raise like hell beasts. That are, <laughs> I think they're sleeping now. Um, but it's they stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I, I want to keep up a little bit more with some of the newer anime offerings, but who knows? Tokyo Revengers. Uh, Tokyo Revengers. Walk. Don't run. It might be good all the way to the end, but I don't know yet. Um, it's, it's good so far. Find out it. next nice. week. Yeah, find out next week when I've maybe watched another half of an episode. <laughs> I'll give you an update. We'll know for sure then. We will know for yeah. sure then. <laughs> but Corey, I think that's an episode, sir. I think that is an Did episode. Did you have fun? I had I fun. Had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it's always it's fun. It yeah. Corey, where can what 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 did you say? I just can't I just can't stop thinking about the Batman, man. It's so <laughs> His name is Vengeance, Corey. You're right, it is Vengeance. You didn't you didn't see the movie then. You call him <laughs> Batman. You didn't you didn't get it. I didn't get it. Uh, oh well. But Corey, while time. you're ruminating over Vengeance, um where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> they can find me over on Twitter, uh, stay thrashy or Instagram at hashling thrasher, but always, always, always. And most importantly, follow, uh, arcade cozy at arcade underscore cozy, where you will see me post lots of pictures of why forbidden West is the best looking game on PS five. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's, that's the tweet. Yeah, boy. Um, you can find us at Arcade Cozy on Instagram. Um, I've been lax in posting a couple of update things recently. Um, my apologies, uh, our many, many Arcade Cozy followers on Instagram. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll get better at that. I'll, I'll be back. We'll it's do work it. work in progress. Um, yeah, you can find me at Four Point Pixel on Instagram. Um, where else? Swiss Von Joe Swiss on Von Twitter. Jo. Um, this week also too. Uh, we we've we've tried it a little bit here and there. Um, we're streaming live this episode right now at uh, Twitch.tv slash Four Point Pixel. Um, may try to switch that over to an arcade cozy account, um, but we may do this regularly here and there just to like give people the option to kind of like 
pop in. Check in. See, awesome. see, see, see the happening. sausages that's getting made. See these two <laughs> sausages just whipping around, um, getting. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Why? <laughs> um. But yeah, 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 Corey. Um, yeah. Oh, also too, um, at Four Points Store, um, new designs will be hitting the store this week. Um, I have some cool stuff, some stuff coming up. Um, really excited about it. I think it's going to be really neat. And I will have updates that you can find at Four Points Store on Instagram. Um, but Corey, had a lot of fun. Next week, yes. we'll uh, talk... I'm sure a little bit more about Forbidden West and Elden Ring, but the big focus, Triangle Strategy. Triangle um, Strategy. Oh, and Ring, prop. I planted peach trees today. I ordered peach trees and got them. So what? I'll be giving updates on my peach trees, too. In Stardew Valley? No, in my backyard. <laughs> in your backyard? <laughs> what? You're a farmer? Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Look at me. Well, look at so you. We'll see. we'll see. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about that. My Next goodness, week. that's awesome. Yeah. I love, and I love probably some big in July. pink butts right outside my window every day. Yes, there will be plenty of them. Oh, yeah. I love it. But, Corey, um, I hope you have a wonderful week. Listeners, you I hope too. you have a wonderful week as well. Um, this has been Arcade Cozy. Life is hectic. Why should your hobbies be too? Let's Bye-bye. go. Bye-bye. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.